2: In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day
1: in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin, brought to you locally by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's heating and cooling experts. All right, three things I want to talk about in this segment. First, let's start with the running back situation because the Browns are thin. Did they bring anybody in? And they did add another guy.
2: Yeah, uh, so right now the the running back by committee looks like uh, Kareem Hunt and Pierre Strong. Uh, They also signed two players to the practice squad, uh, Nate McCrary and Jordan Wilkins. Uh, Those two moves were made. Now, uh, Kevin Stefanski mentioned that um, those uh, particular moves, uh, one of those guys is going to be up. Um, Okay. Uh, on Sunday, he knows which one he's not telling us which one he, you know, said, we'll figure it out by by the end of the week. But he has an idea which one will be the third running back. So they have given themselves a little insulation there. McCrary, he's a first year player at a, a, a Saginaw Valley State. Uh, the Ravens signed him as an undrafted free agent back in like 2021. Uh, had one game with the Ravens. Um, he was with the Browns earlier this year, uh, played in a preseason game, uh, Wilkins a little more experienced. So I'm guessing this is the guy that's going to be up because of ex- experience six year, uh, player. Uh, he's a former fifth round pick back in like 2018 of the Colts. Uh, he's got 54 regular season games with four starts under his belt, uh, four touchdowns, thousand yards, 200 plus carries as well can catch the ball out of the backfield too. So uh, he was also with the Browns during the preseason. So there's some some familiarity uh, with this offense. So uh, my money is on Wilkins being elevated uh, to the game day roster is a standard practice squad elevation at Seattle.
0: eBay motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: All right, Daryl, let's get to the next subject because new plans came out for the lakefront. And as I looked at those lakefront plans, uh, Cleveland Brown Stadium definitely had a much different look especially on the north side uh, where things looked a little boxy up there and it looked like there was some expansion in the stadium they looked like now did I misread that or I mean you're looking at artist drawing so you might know you obviously know a little bit more about this what's the latest on the lakefront development
2: uh well let's start with the uh, the stadium design I, I I will say this um the uh, space rendering that they did uh, for this thing. Um, there is some, how do I really want to say this? Well, so I'll get myself in trouble cause I'm not supposed to reveal some stuff. Um, I would just say it's an informed rendering. How about that? I think that's okay. a, that that's, that's a fair way to put it. Right. So, I, I mean,
1: the outside of it looks like what they did to,
2: uh, rocket mortgage like what they house.
1: did to the queue. Yeah. to rocket mortgage field. Yeah. Uh, they so, expanded it out into an area where there's plenty of room to expand. Although, there's a an underground service area that they would have to or reconfigure the underground service area over there so
2: there's a lot that they're going to have to to do that's why the price tag is uh, approaching 1.2 billion dollars just to do a renovation um uh, you know uh as far as like what the city is you know proposing and like wanting to do um it's it it looks it looks great okay let me say that first and foremost, it, it looks great. Um, I I just don't know feasibility Andy of having the stadium where it's at, uh, going forward. I I just, I I don't, um, I have a lot of reservations, a lot of questions about it. Um, I, I just, I don't know that it fits, um, in that particular spot, but the stadium remains at the center of this plan. Uh, that the city of Cleveland uh, has, you know, put out there that they're, uh, you know, going to do, uh, or that they would like to do, um, you know, when you talk about this this lakefront re- redevelopment. But yeah, I, 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 I maintain they the Browns need to get off the lake. I, I I feel strongly about it. Do you think the Browns want to get off the lake? I think the Browns are willing to do whatever they have to do. To get what they want, okay. uh, as, as far as their uh, stadium uh, situation goes. So these are uh, I'm pulling up my my i have been trying to pull up my renderings from the city of Cleveland here. Um, so as I look at it, the land bridge is included, right? Um, they are put, they want to put green space over the parking garage uh, behind like City Hall and stuff like that. Mm mm-hmm. um, They want to basically turn the shoreway into a boulevard, which I think that's going to be a nightmare, a traffic um, nightmare. Um, I don't know. I,
1: I think about Chicago and you can see where it was there and it's not a nightmare there. And they're yeah. Well, but it, here,
2: there. here's why it's a nightmare, because the inner belt is a nightmare at times. OK. And so. When well, you're but
1: you're essentially I mean, if you can get rid of Dead Man's Curve in the process of this, then it's a no, 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 no.
2: This has nothing to do with Dead Man's Curve.
1: This well, is, if you're turning that into a boulevard up there, right? Well. If two becomes a boulevard, Dead Man's Curve has got to be affected in some way.
2: Dead Man's Curve becomes even more uh, important because that's the only way to get around downtown on a freeway.
1: Right. Okay. Well, remember it's at one point they were talking about they were talking about getting rid of the exits
2: downtown.
1: Yeah, well, that's uh, that's, uh, that's, that's ridiculous too. That's, that's, that's what, what they more. would be
2: doing. The East 9th Street exit goes away. Like th- this is I, – I just – Again, this looks good. It's very impractical.
1: Yeah, I was talking about Prospect and Chester. Those, yeah. I mean,
2: that, like I, I don't anything, see a world
1: where those should go away.
2: If anything, what they should do is bury the shoreway. Build on top of it so you still have that freeway going through downtown. You can right. still get off at East Ninth Street. But you're basically choking off access to, nor- to the northern part of downtown Cleveland, the lakefront. You're choking off freeway access and you're creating very limited entrance points to those. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a traffic nightmare. But so these are some of the things that they want to put in and around Cleveland Brown Stadium. They got rooms for some commercial development. They got something that they're calling a village north of mm-hmm. the stadium. They got uh uh urban promenades, they got a food hall and market, they got an amphitheater. Now that sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Um for the they, Rock Hall in particular. Yeah. No, it's, it's uh, over. This is in front of the stadium, actually. Okay. Um, they've got, let's see here. Uh, they got some kayak access. They got some wetlands they want to put in. They've got uh, some lake ledges, basically the, you know, that water feature they have on public square right now where you can mm-hmm. like walk through it and stuff. looks like they want to yeah. build one of those on the lake front. Uh, they want to put some cafes and cookout areas and a little bit of a, you know, a beach area or sun area. There's some lawn and park space. And I, like I said, I just feel is, like is the
1: airport going away in this thing or not.
2: No, no, the airport can't go away. We're stuck with Burke Lake front. We're not stuck with yes, that thing. Are. Come on. It's gonna
1: take 20 if years. Chicago, if Chicago could get St. rid of their Louis airport, we can get rid of decades.
2: ours. St. Louis needed two decades to get rid of their regional airport because as long as the FAA is pumping money into Burke Lakefront Airport, that resets the clock on being able to shut that thing down. Why the- can't
1: the FAA just put some more money into How about take that area where they were talking about building a stadium out by uh, by Hopkins and, and extend whatever they need there or put it into Cuyahoga County or put it into Lost Nation. I mean, I know that the you know like one of the only benefits you want to of know that what? airport because being there,
2: people like using Burke Lake Front Airport.
1: That's yeah, because they don't have to stay in Cleveland very long because it's right. an easy place to park your plane. Right. But if you have a plane, if you have a private plane that's a little bit bigger, you still can't park it there. You got to you have to go to Hopkins. Yeah. If you have a private plane that's like a, a a little bit bigger than some of the jets, obviously that you can see fly in and out on game day, they well, still. Have if you to have go to Donald, Hopkins. if
2: you have a Donald Trump plane, you have to fly into Hopkins. And there are not many people not named Donald Trump that have one of those planes.
1: Mm, that's not necessarily true. Like I've, I'm giving I, you a hard time. I know. I just I, I've
2: got a little. You're in no mood budget. to deal with my chicanery today. I guess. no, I
1: don't care about your chicanery. I just I, Burke Lakefront Airport is the it's biggest waste away. of space. It's is the biggest away, waste right? of space in a seven county, seventeen state area. It's not get not going rid away. of the thing.
0: I,
2: I know, but it's not going away. I'm just telling you, it's not going away. They can't get, get right. rid of it. Like it, they just can't, but I,
1: just, I, I see what Chicago did and I, I look know. at where that airport used to be there. And I'm like, why can't we, maybe we just need more corrupt politicians and get rid of it quicker. How's oh, that uh, well, somebody that well, can fast track this thing to get rid of it.
2: I look, I, I think that what isn't there Cal- N- NIL
1: money for the FAA.
2: Can we get some, the, some NIL money for those guys? Well, sponsored Brought to you by American Airlines. Anyway, um, <laughs> or Spirit Airline. What, what? What's the really bad airline that everyone hates and complains about? Never mind. I don't. You know I don't why? We, I
1: won't say there's a bad airline because if
2: I'm on it, I don't want to. <laughs> we may need them to sponsor this podcast. Anyway, that's fine with me. Yes, <laughs> they're all great airlines. Anyway, so, um, but look, the, the stadium just is a fish out of water in this plant. Like it's, agree, it, agree. It's, it's stuck in the middle of all of this great stuff that they want to build. And they just, they got to get this thing off the lake and use that lake lake lakefront for the type of stuff that the city wants to, right? And the other thing, too, is there's an economic component to this. And that is, like, Cleveland's got to get out of the stadium business. I agree.
1: That stadium is owned by the
2: city of Cleveland. Like, I can't get my neighborhood streets paved, but they got the money, you know, to put into the stadium to fix stuff that they have to fix to keep people safe there like you know police and fire and other city services and like it's a big chunk of money that that stadium costs pretty much on an annual basis now to maintain for the city so they got to get out of this this is a regional thing this is a county thing this is a northeast ohio thing this is you know the, the state's probably you know they probably want the state to kick in some money here too but like Right now, it's the the last time they renovated this thing and it was only 125 million dollars. and I say only because when you compare that to the 1.2 billion, you know this one's going to cost 10 times that cost, right? Everybody right. lost their you know what because the city of Cleveland committed to 25 or 30 million dollars over 15 years, like two million dollars a year toward the stadium and everyone went bananas over it, even though the Browns financed 100 million of it uh, themselves, and they did that by selling the naming rights, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, um, you know, what are you gonna do now with the city owning a, 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 a stadium that needs to be 1.2 billion in renovations? Like the, the Cleveland just does not have that kind of money here. They they just don't. Everybody that has money does not live in Cleveland. They live in the freaking suburbs. And then all the suburb people come in and they bitch and complain because the roads suck and the parking sucks and this sucks and that. Well, live in the city. Like that's the thing, you know they're they're building all this housing downtown and whatever, you know. There's so much urban sprawl right now that you know I, I I read a study where like most Browns fans, the vast majority of Browns fans, they don't live in the city of Cleveland. The the ones that enter, well, that's that, true that, of all the pro sports teams in town. No, but that's my point. Like, yeah, you know,
1: that's why. Have you ever heard the Guardians or then Indians say we might be better off if we were on yeah. Rockside?
2: Yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark Shapiro said that they were better off building the ballpark in independence than in Cleveland because they'd have bigger crowds because people don't and Atlanta, people
1: Atlanta's living proof of that. I mean, they had a brand new uh, ballpark that was reconfigured in 96 from the Olympics. And the next yeah. thing you know, what a, you know, a little bit more than a decade later, they're out of there.
2: Yeah. And you know, you look at some of the, the, the big, you know, SoFi stadium, uh, Jerry world, The Viking Stadium is a little bit of aberration, but it's not necessarily downtown Minneapolis. It's a little outside of downtown, where there's room for parking lots and stuff like that. Like so, when I look at this plan, you basically are going to have to walk a bunch because you can't get cars down to the stadium. Which, by the way, on game day, you can't get cars down to the stadium past ten a.m. If you're trying to get, if you have a parking pass,
0: uh, I know,
2: I know. I'm explaining to people like if you, if, if, if you have to have access to the stadium. And even you have a pass. If you're not in by 10 AM or 10 30 at the latest, you can't get to the stadium because they choke it off. And, and, and so I just think like convenience, like fans want to tailgate. They want to eat and drink before the games and stuff like that. There's no tailgating here in this, in this plan. And I'm, and I'm not criticizing the plan understandably. So, so like one of the tailgate lots, by the way, the West third lot, this, this plan, Andy, guess what goes away? The West and Third West Lot. Third, West Third Lot's gone. That's where commercial development is, is slated to go. So sure. this is this is not a football stadium-friendly plan. It's as if the city of Cleveland is seeing the open space around the stadium and like, okay, here's all the stuff we can fit around the stadium. But, like, I just – I don't know that much of it really enhances the fan experience, so to speak. And, and that's why I just, again, I love this plan. I think it's great. It's about time Cleveland is moving forward with something to do something with that lakefront. I just think that the Browns need to commit themselves to getting away from the lakefront, build something new elsewhere, easily accessible for fans by car, okay, and where fans can tailgate and do what they do now. Because this new plan takes away two major tailgate tailgate lots and also takes away a chunk of the Muni lot.
1: Smell it coming, brother. Smell it coming. Daryl, thank you very much. Always appreciate your insight as we get forward to talking about what's next for the Cleveland Browns. And we do know what's next. It is the Seattle Seahawks. It's a late afternoon game for uh, after 4 o'clock start here Eastern time. So uh, we will uh, have our post immediately following that as well. So make sure you're in for that. We appreciate you watching. On YouTube, we really appreciate you listening on the Odyssey app. For our amazing producer, Meredith Kane. he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland.